Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. going to clap. Well, fucking shit. God damn it. <laughs> he was doing I'm, so well. I'm not going to edit this out. Welcome to our, uh, <laughs> our newspaper comics podcast, where we talk about our news, our favorite newspaper comics. Uh, my name is Jackson Rohde. I'm here with Alongo Veloth. That's, yep, that's my name. Good yes, job it saying is. it, buddy. Hello, and uh, Vincent Malika. Hey. hey, it's my boys. Yeah. So it's been a little while since we recorded, and there's a lot of comics that have piled up. So let's get right to it. I had a really, really hard time picking a Heathcliff this week, guys. Yeah, this um, might have been the worst weeks for comic in history. I, there's been a lot yeah. of good Heathcliffs. So um, it, was a, it was a bounty. It wasn't a barren field. Yeah, I actually think that it was. it was really... It was really oh. hard to pick. Yeah, it was hard to pick one. I have four up right now. Oh wow! Um, I might actually. Okay, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I think mention, you can do two. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna mention three of them. We're gonna talk about two. Okay. So there's a coffee. There's the coffee joke. Um, coffee. Jesus. Uh, which. Um, yep. And there's the. It's not easy being orange joke. <laughs> which is really good. Uh, that one didn't make any sense. And the bathroom scales are this way joke, which I oh, am yeah. the most confused about. So Heathcliff first is so of all, scared of him. Gal- Peter Gallagher, the current author and artist for Heathcliff, is I'm not accepting any of our friend requests. Fame. Well, first no, of all, really yeah, he won't accept our friend requests. But he's really like he's not up to date with current events. Um. So he made a comic on June 30th, 2017, where the joke was about Cov Thief uh, being uh, sold at a lemonade stand instead of um, a lemonade. And I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm not going to uh, talk about this comment rec- uh, the most, like, uh, really at all, because I just want to note that, like, this guy can't figure out when to be relevant ever. And- um, to remind people of everybody's favorite meme from two weeks ago, this was what our president tweeted, and it was, made no sense. It was yeah. weird. It was that thing. Yeah, it was people really like to pronounce it. Kofefe, et cetera, et cetera. It's really weird. But it's uh, it doesn't make any sense. Like you said, he can't figure out when to post it to be relevant, but that's a super mm. easy answer. You just do it right away. Yeah. It's but like, so it easy. took him several weeks to actually get about to it. What I, assu- what I assume yeah. must have happened was that when that was happening, he was like, oh, this is such this is so hot. I'm going to make Keith Cliff relevant again. And then sent in with, I, you know, I bet he does a lot of comics in a short period of time. And then he sends them out and they kind of get uh, uh, staggered. And so they'll get posted one at a time. And he just didn't remember they would be getting staggered. And so it got pushed, you know, a couple weeks later, and as a result, it just made no sense. I can guarantee, just never got back to Peter Gallagher, and he's, he has not reflected <laughs> on the fact that he he made this very strange faux pas. Um, I do want to note that on the comment section for this uh, for this comic on Facebook, oh boy, uh, a a person commented, "Stay neutral, Heathcliff," which. This is pretty neutral. It's That's just maybe making the fun most of a... neutral coffee joke that I've ever seen. It's just it's... making like because like coffee is like 
in the media and people know about it. He's just making a joke about it. He's not making fun of the president. Uh, and someone was like, just stay neutral, Heathcliff. We don't want you saying your own opinions. The comment exactly was, if memory serves, stay neutral, keep fans. As if yep. to say, you're hanging on by a thin thread. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to test the waters. Yeah, it's pretty true. Uh, you know, I'm actually, I don't want to really talk about Peter Gallagher that much because I feel like he will actually listen to this podcast because he likes, he likes Facebook comments on, uh, on the Facebook page for his comic. Well, Peter Gallagher, if you are listening, you bring so much joy into my life. Keep going, yeah. man. Just keep going. Yeah. Yeah, like, don't um, stop. You're like the I Dan really... Reno of comics. <laughs> yeah, what? Okay. Um, yeah, he's never won the Super Bowl. <laughs> true. Um, a long time, or uh, the greatest Miami Dolphin to ever live. Exactly. Yeah, Ricky Williams. Um, anyway, uh, let's move on to my other Heathcliff. Kermit the Frog is playing <laughs> in a band with everyone's fa- everyone's favorite orange cat. Uh, Tony the Tiger, Garfield, Tigger, and Heathcliff. Um, and they're all playing, and Kermit the Frog is saying, this one's called It's Not Easy Being Orange. Um, I threw it in the dock for y'all. Uh, yeah. It's... Um, it, can, can you guys parse this? This is the... Well, this is a classic Heathcliff mashup. You're right. Where they'll they'll take multiple. I, there's one if memory serves cats uh, from different sources of media, um, and this is just I don't really. Oh, I guess this is the same thing, just different. This is all orange cats. Yeah. No, because he he occasionally interacts with um, uh, uh, Snagglepuss. Um, <laughs> so much. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to think of who else he interacts with. Um, he interacts with Fritz the cat sometimes, and Fritz, it's really weird. Yeah. Uh, what kind of relationship yeah. do you think they have? There's uh, there's one Heathcliff that um, features Bill the cat, which is really weird, and I feel like we could do a whole episode on why that's weird, but like we'll save it. Is it drawn like with the shading from no, Bloom County? not at all. And Bill the cat is like canonically Garfield's bastard son or something, so it's pretty funny <laughs> that they're in the same room together. Yeah, canonically. No, that, that's, part of, that's part of the Bloom County lore. Well, okay, Bloom County lore is fucking crazy. So. It's amazing. So, um, I have a question for y'all about this uh, this comic. So the characters that are featured who aren't Heathcliff, yeah. Tony the Tiger, Kermit, Garfield, and Tigger, who do yeah. you think is drawn... Like, who do you think comes out best as in, like, actually looks like from the source material? And who Tigger. really... Yeah, Tigger does come out pretty well. Tigger looks the best. Garfield looks the worst. By, by yeah. a large <laughs> margin. Garfield looks <laughs> unbelievably fucked up. Yeah. No, Tigger, Tigger and Tony definitely come out the best. Um, Garfield looks like uh, it was, like, one of those weird 90s versions of Garfield. Where, like, yeah. Uh, Peter Gallagher took inspiration from the animated television show and not the current comic Another at all. Th- yeah. And Tony the Tiger in the in the Tony the Tiger Frost Deflate cartoons <laughs> usually stands like a man. 
but in yes. this comic, he's perched much like a t- like an actual tiger, and it's pretty scary to me. Oh, uh, we should we should note what instruments everyone's playing. We don't. Um, actually, it is a very strange band lineup. So yeah, so Tony the Tiger is on the drums. Tigger is playing upright bass. <laughs> it looks like Kermit the Frog is playing guitar. Like the he's got an acoustic um, guitar over there. It looks yeah. Like. So he I. I will note, um, there's no puppeteer. Uh, it's not like you can see <laughs> yeah. his, you can't see his ass, but his ass isn't connected to anything. Yeah. So that's interesting. It's like um, he's playing, it's like the guitar is his body and he's playing himself. Yes. Heathcliff looks to be playing a four string something. So that's that might either be just a, a regular old bass. A bass or a ukulele. And uh, Garfield is also playing a similar instrument. So there's three bases in this band. Yeah, um, that doesn't make any <laughs> it's sense. It's crazy. Yeah, Peter Gallagher is... didn't think this out. Yeah, Peter Gallagher is a huge Primus fan and was like, "What's my favorite part of Primus? How can <laughs> I exp- expand this uh, to a whole band?" So they're all just slapping the bass, um, talking about how it's not being easy being orange. The <laughs> other, the last thing I'll say about this is. Um, I like some of the expressions on their faces. Except the most notable one for me, well, Garfield is in some kind of drugged out, blessed, yeah. like, like really doesn't seem to know where uh, they are. But uh, yeah. the Tiger is delightfully just staring out of the panel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, like he does on Frosted Flakes cartons. So everyone, <laughs> everyone does look pretty pleased, except for Heathcliff. Who, is, who just looks pissed. just distraught. Like, he looks depressed. Like, so fucking sad. Well, he brings the soul to the music, man. Um, yeah, he's he's the rhythm of the band, along with the other two bass players. <laughs> yeah. who The bass players have ridiculously varied expressions. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. What a horrible comic. Um, I can't stop looking at Garfield. <laughs> Yeah, Garfield just wants to fuck something in the like in the behind the panel. It's real gross. That's um, pretty disgusting. Hey, Garfield, I, Garfield and Turn of the Tiger are making strong eye contact with things that we cannot see. Um, yeah, and really sending mixed messages. Uh, so I want to bring up one more Heathcliff comic. Um, this is going to be a Heathcliff centric podcast. I. I'm sorry, but no. I mean, I that's a plus. Really, I really want you guys to. Oh shit, that's the copy of one. Um, I really want you guys to, like, please tell me what's going on. So Heathcliff and Grandma Nutmeg are in a what looks to be a department store, and they're in the appliance section, and the uh, sales clerk is speaking to a couple, and he says. Bathroom scales, scale, uh, scales are this way, and uh, what? what what I'm confused about is these are two. And what I should note is that Heathcliff is extremely scared, holding onto Grandma Nutmeg's face so she can't hold like so she can't see anything. These are two completely separate thoughts that Peter Gallagher just put together because he thought they were kind of funny, I guess. I don't understand what's going on. Can you guys please help me? I think this is a super simple comic, man. You're overthinking it. 
Heathcliff has been... I mean, Heathcliff eats a lot. He eats a lot of fucking garbage and junk food. And he's just not realizing the repercussions of that. Is that he has gotten dangerously heavy. Uh, and, like, it, he's, he's just confronting that his choices have led to something. You know? it. What I want to point out is that if you look at the amount of arms cradling Grandma Nutmeg's head, oh. there seems to be a third coming out There's of Heathcliff's chest area. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh... Huh. It looks like something oh. burst out of his chest. Yeah, you, know what I, you know what I think that is? Um, I think that's Grandma Nutmeg's hair that no, has No, because her hair is white. Colored. I know, but it's just been color drawn. I think that oh. I think Grandma Nutmeg has become so scared by Heathcliff's attack. Her <laughs> hair has not white. turned white; it has turned orange, which is the true <laughs> oh, sign Jesus of Christ. Here. Uh Yeah, you get so scared you turn into a ginger. Um, when a yeah. ghost scares you, your hair turns white. When Heathcliff scares you, your hair turns orange. The one thing scarier than a ghost. Um, the other explanation is that when Heathcliff saw that extra weight on the scale, it was because an alien had put an egg in his chest. And this is the repercussion of that. Oh, so we found out. I yeah. get it. Okay, this is... Okay, I understand now. Do you? They're walking in the opposite direction of the bathroom scales. Yeah. He was, yeah, okay. Yeah, I yeah. Get it. Uh, God, that like, took a lot of explaining for me to understand. I mean, I can't believe we're over the arm so quickly. It's pretty disgusting. <laughs> I don't think that's a third... I don't think that's a third arm. But it has two fingers, just like Heathcliff's hands, as we can see. Oh, God, you're right. Oh, it doesn't have stripes, which just implies that it's coming out of a different part of his body, like his chest. Um, again, uh, like last week's... or, or uh, Yeah, like last week's Heathcliff... Like every week's. Heathcliff only has three pads on his paws. Um, oh, I—I I thought you were gonna say that it's uh, two people are two people are standing there, and somebody is telling them what is happening with Heathcliff, and that's the entire joke. Yep, yep. So that's like everyone. every single Heathcliff comic, uh, this is will become a theme. Get ready for it. Yeah. Um, all right, Vincent, do you want to talk about the Lockhorns? I just I haven't done this in a while, so there's a few that I like, and I'm I'm just gonna um, I'm gonna share this one first though, and I'm also gonna make it to somebody. What the hell? Oh, what the just keep putting was... it in there, and then you take it out and you put it back in. So in this, like um, we see Leroy Lockhorn sitting on a blue chair. I won't say that in the living room, but I, we're going to get there. Sitting on a blue chair, looking at... Jesus a, Again, presumably on television, but we're going to get there. And staring at the screen. And Loretta is looking <laughs> over him, standing on, presumably with the floor. Again, we'll get there. And she says, you must have been tired, Leroy Ellipses. You slept through the entire Victoria's Secret special. Now, Jesus the joke... The joke is pretty self-explanatory. I don't think it's going to blow anybody's mind. What I think is interesting, as usual, about this strip is the art that um, the Lockhorns is implementing here. Uh, Ilongo, do you want to kind of start explaining what, what we're actually seeing? I had to mute my mic because I've been laughing the whole time. Um, yeah, well, as with last week's, they exist in a void, and there is no floor, and there are no walls. There's just a like a really bad gradient. 
Um, and the perspective between objects is horrible, and Leroy's legs are the same color as uh, his wife's dress thing. Loretta's, Loretta's Loretta. dress is the same color as his legs, and it looks like she's floating above him <laughs> with no legs. Yeah, kind of like a Kazam figure. <laughs> yep. Or um, the, the, the weird wizard thing from uh, Masters of the Universe. I think that was Kazam. Um, no. What? Okay. <laughs> I don't think I can explain Leroy's expression. <laughs> I really don't what, think I can. I think he is intended to look tired, but the yeah, way that the but... artist has chosen to make him look tired is by drawing and like a triangle underneath his eye, which uh. is kind of a which sort of gray hue, and he looks so sad. He's tired. He must have dreamed the saddest dream he possibly could and woken up. And like still be in that world or something. The name of the character I was thinking of is Orko. If anyone was wondering. <laughs> oh shit! How could I forget about Orko? Anyway, um, I think Leroy uh, looks like he's dying. Yes, I think so too. He looks like if, like, if you extended the line underneath his eye, that I think is supposed to be an eye, like a like a bag under his eye. Yeah. If you extended that to under his nose, it would look like like an oxygen tube. Um, yeah, you're right. It's really, really upsetting, and I don't like this. I think it makes well, him look emaciated, kind of to the point of death, especially yes. with the two eyebrows above it, and the way yeah. he's he's reclining in his chair as a dying man would. He also seems to have less hair than he normally does. Yeah, mm. yeah. Do you guys want to talk about the 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 window into the abyss that they're sta- that he's staring into? So yeah, the blank screen. He... He should be watching TV, presumably. Presumably, a Victoria's Secret's about to go through. But instead of anything being on the TV, it's the same white color as the background. So he's staring through essentially a white cube, like a white square that is there's nothing in it. He's just staring straight through it. Like there's no TV in this TV. I'm thinking a lot about the song Life on Mars, about someone being hooked to a silver screen and losing their mind. Uh, and this is what this is. Yep. It's an adaptation of a great David Bowie song. I it's guess. It's so... That... The screen is so thin. And it's <laughs> yeah, not, like, right. on a wall or anything. Like, it does just kind of look like a weird freestanding mirror. Oh, but Jesus. The lo- like, the Lockhorns hate themselves so much that they enjoy watching themselves uh, bicker at each other. Oh, wow. Or this is a retelling of Narcissus. Yeah. And he's drowning in this in this panel. I um I don't like this at all. I'll no, this might that. be my least favorite so like ever yet. Vin- Vincent, do you, do you have another Lockhorn? Can you yeah, if you can move this away from my eyes. Hey, but Jackson, do you want to do you want to walk us through this one? Yeah. Um so Loretta is on a beach. With um, and she's talking to a Baywatch style lifeguard who is standing, who is on a lifeguard stand, and uh, you see a another Baywatch style lifeguard running to the water in which Leroy seems to be in distress, and the caption is, "Your hub's your husband's okay, ma'am." But this is absolutely the last time we'll rescue him today. 
Holy shit. <laughs> but what do you see in the background? Uh, it's some sort of strange nose creature. <laughs> like a um, whale. Yeah, it's it's Leroy. It's it's supposed to be Leroy, but his nose is so prominent and you can't see his eyes that he does just kind of look like a weird uh, nose like a thing. Like a uh, well, like, like a, a weird fleshy dolphin. dolphin. Uh, with a human hand coming out of the water. Because it ate Leroy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... So, uh, the, <laughs> the implication the of this is that Leroy is tr- has tried to kill himself and <laughs> has tried to do it s- many times today. <laughs> That's certainly the one interpretation. It's a way of going about <laughs> it. I guess it fits the tone of the, the tone of the lock horns. I um well the way that I think that you're you're supposed to interpret it is that is that he's trying to get the like the obviously these very attractive women to uh, come and and pick him out of the water. Yeah. But what I like about this is that Loretta hates Leroy and like clearly knows all of his bullshit tricks, but she's still pointing out Leroy in this picture, which makes me think. He's not faking this time, and he's seriously in danger, and that Loretta's <laughs> actions are indicating that. I also like that that paints Leroy as a sort of, like, funny old perv kind of guy, like a Master Roshi figure. Well, Which is not Leroy considered plays... the rest of the comic. You, you described it as, like, a funny old perv? That's, his, that's, like a, that's a character he often plays. Because oh, okay. he talks to these beautiful women throughout the strip, and he usually looks like very dazed and has a drink in his hand and Loretta will be looking at him from another point of the room which True. even though it looks like they're very close they seem to be also very far away and will be having some very troll comment about how he's acting um, hey Vincent piece of shit he are, is. aren't we all what? very close mm-hmm. but so far away <laughs> yeah <I> just... <laughs> aren't we all just... <laughs> I feel like in every relationship what? either you know rom- romantic uh friendship you know uh parent child there's always a loretta and there's always a leroy mm-hmm. and the, the, dynamic the, fucking, the dynamic in this comic is so universal i think hey, there's something hey, kind of beautiful uh who's the loretta and who's the leroy in our relationship uh what does I think that make kind of, me i think i'm the leroy yeah i can see that I, I, I always, I always see you with other, with other Jacksons trying to, <laughs> trying to, trying to get their attention. And I just, I just sit there with your, with your dazed expression. Mm-hmm. I guess this Younger makes me the Babelicious lifeguard. <laughs> Younger, yeah, more attractive Jacksons. Well, young, it's younger, more attractive Jacksons. So it's me hanging out with fifty olds. <laughs> you're very jealous uh and personally i can tell you uh i was not more attractive back then no i was the worst yeah 15 is like the worst age it's no offense to our 15 year old listeners i know that's our main demographic yeah all those 15 year olds who, who the way i'm advertising newspaper comics vincent what did that mean <laughs> i'm i'm promoting this one of my my under my high school's meme page. <laughs> yeah, um, it's probably not a bad uh, idea. 
And I'm like, I know you love these hilarious memes about Mr. Dominguez, but how about this? Or I guess Mr. Dominguez didn't get a lot of memes. Um, well, you know, generally memes about my teachers. And the, but uh, check out this one, this, this this hilarious podcast they did about uh, about comics. <laughs> about Leroy. Who, boy. Pretty. Uh, All right. <laughs> the Lockhorn yeah, Cert delivered this week. Uh, no, they did. This was this was fucked up. I I assume that he was trying to kill himself. It's which, that's uh... like the sociopath test, where it's like how you interpret <laughs> the the woman who like goes to all the funerals. If you interpret it, where it's like the stories, like she was able to meet somebody by setting up a murder. Like that's the assumption you make after hearing a story. And it turns out you're a sociopath. I think you know you're a sociopath by saying like, ah, yes, he's trying to kill himself. <laughs> right, that doesn't. Maybe the sociopath test would be like him trying to get the the attention of these very attractive women. Mm. I don't know. I didn't think this through. Uh, Alongo, you want to talk about Funky? Sure. I mean, I don't know if I want to talk about Funky, but I'll I'll well, do it. You have to bring um, yourself to do it. Yeah. Well, so I have a plot twist, guys, which is that honestly, Funky Winkerbean hasn't put out anything uh, remotely worthwhile in the past few weeks. Yeah, it, uh, it's been terrible. The the what is it? The Starbuck Jones cast is uh, at Comic Con being interviewed by Conan O'Brien right now. Yeah, it's that, like that, that sounds kind of funny, but it, like it's not. So, I, so uh, the listeners should know my dad. Uh, so I brought up that we talked about how <laughs> terrible Funky Winker Bean is, and my dad was like, "I read that every day." I love your and dad. I felt I felt really bad. Is your dad Conan O'Brien? Um, He's like, they're finally including me. No, uh, my dad is not Conan O'Brien. Similar sense of humor, actually. But uh, no, he, uh, he, but I, I can't tell if he legitimately enjoys it or what. Yeah, your dad thinks fucking cancer's hilarious, dude. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, speaking of which, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I still have an old funky, because, you know, yeah. it's an endless well of, of humor. And sure. I'm going to do another, I'm going to just <laughs> click something in my folder. I can't really tell what it is from the thumbnail. I'm going to click it at random and I'm going to drag it over. Cool. And we'll just see what we get. I'm ready for it. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. You fucking piece of shit. Oh. <sighs> this is such a bad one. You're going to explain this. That's what my friend. <laughs> uh, Longo, I don't want to read this. I, I'm, I don't know if I want to... Uh, do you guys remember the name of the character here that's talking? That's Les. That's Les? Well, Les aged really bad in Crankshaft. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> wow, he looked better when he was 15. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this is from back. The, maybe the most classic of funky storylines where Les's wife dies of cancer and it's really awful. Oh shit, what's her name again? Uh, his name is Les and her name is like Lise. <laughs> it was Lise? Uh, maybe. They say it right yeah, there okay. in, the, in the second panel. Yep, it is Lisa. Okay. Um, well, and she she's just sitting there, just fucking dying, I guess. And Les is sitting there in the first panel with this awful smirk on his face, reading the the funnies to her. Um, and he says, "Then 
You know, Lisa, one of the things I've always loved was sitting together with you reading the Sunday paper, especially the comics pages, because they always make you laugh. And she's not laughing. She has a, a ter like the expression of a woman who's dying. Uh, and then the punchline is Les looking over and saying, I guess that's why they're called the funnies. So, it's a... It's a... Um, I guess it's like a self-aware joke about how... I don't really know. Uh, guys, I don't really have anything to say about this one. Yeah, this one's just fucked up. I probably should have screened this and not done that. I thought that was going to be a really fun game to play. No, that's fine. I honestly think this is a, like a parody of Funky Winkerbee. Like, if somebody yes. were to say, like, what's something that's so atrociously sad that it would never actually be put in a comic that would be distributed widely. Somebody would draw this. Yeah. And, uh, uh, this is like, reading like, uh, the, the quote-unquote funny pages to his dying wife on her deathbed. Uh, yeah, there's nothing funny about this. And it's yeah. like, he's, he's, co like, he's commenting on how not funny his comic is, kind of? It's awful. Well, that they, like he's commenting on the fact that his comics cannot make you laugh. Yeah, they can only hurt you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this one is actually what, just genuinely making me mad. What I like uh, to think is that people wrote into Tom Bag and were like, "Like it doesn't make me laugh. I don't know why." Laugh, and he's like, "I'll show them. <laughs> don't make a comic about it not being very funny." <laughs> <laughs> and that this is just a cruel joke on the part of people who were angrily writing in. God, yeah, he probably thought this was super clever. I hate him. I hate um, him so much. Yeah, unlike what we had to say about Peter Gallagher, where we have a lot of nice things. Yeah, check out his Facebook. It's really sweet. He posts a lot of pictures with his son. Yeah, like I'm genuinely glad. Like I love. He he has genuinely made my life so much better. Yeah, uh, Tom Baddock. I, I don't have positive things he's, to say. He's actively making my life worse. Yeah. And uh, the lives of, like, children. Yeah. I assume. The people that read the funny pages are old people and young, like, old people and young people. The two and people young who people. be reading about cancer. Exactly. Like, and the old people don't need to be, like, occupying their lives with this with death. horrible drudge. Yeah. Real bad. I don't like it at all. No. I, hope, I hope one day, like, an adult comes up to Tom Baddock, who's just, like, walking down the street and slaps him, and it'd be like, you did the, you, you, you made my brain the way it is. I read you as a child, and then they slap him, and he just laughs. It's like, I can't feel pain. <laughs> Why did you slap me? Yeah. I have no feeling. I don't know. I mean, I think about the ways that uh, Doonesbury fucked up my brain as a kid. Yeah, Doonesbury is similar. Yeah, well, but like... Not as sad, though. In that it is, like, filled with hatred. Yes. But it is not filled with death. Mm-hmm. As, as Funky Winkerbean is. So, can I remove this, or do you still need to yes, save it to him, Yes, God. Oh, no, great. Uh, That's good. Just, like, when you're ready, put it back in there, and then I'll put it on Imager. Okay. Um, well, that requires me to not delete it from my folder. Yeah, sorry, uh, Vincent. You do you have another? Um, do you have another yeah. random comic for us this week? Uh, I do. I'm trying to pick which one I want to bring in. I'm going to bring in That's one okay. from called uh, 
Todd Dinosaur. Okay. This, was on, this is on July 9th. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so in this Christ. one, a what looks like a like a like a shitty teenager and a and a giant shark are sitting at a dinner table. And uh, in panel one, the teenager goes, ah, that was really good. They both finished their meal, presumably. And the shark goes, oh, yeah. The waiter comes up and says, would you gentlemen care for some dessert? The teenager says, how long would the creme brulee take? The shark is staring at the waiter, anticipating the answer. The waiter goes, that would take 45 minutes, sir. The teenager smiles at him, and the uh, shark goes, gasp, and then turns into a giant skeleton. The teenager, now very angry, says, don't mind him. He starts to just death just thinking about waiting 45 minutes for any food and the waiter is very dismayed uh first thing i'll point out is that when he says shark um he does he means shark it has two weird looking yeah uh, it's got arms it does have arms and what if you're familiar with foxtrot it kind of looks looks like like quincy it looks like if you took Quincy's head off and replaced it with uh, a real fucked up veggie tail. Oh, wow. um, this is definitely the titular dinosaur. I thought it was yeah. a shark. I no, even that's, thought, a, that's a dinosaur. Where's the dinosaur? And I was like, there's only a shark in this comic. <laughs> you <laughs> fool, you fool. So I will say um, this looks like it was drawn by a 12 year old who wanted to make a webcomic. Yeah. Um, which I mean, yeah. If y'all remember webcomics in, in like 2006, this looks a lot like those. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it looks real bad. Um, Vincent, how did you find this? It was on it was, uh, I was just going through different ones I found on Comics Kingdom. Something else I like about this is uh, if you look at the background, you'll see other people at this restaurant, and they are very small, yeah. which implies they are in a, a cavernous space, <laughs> and they're so far away from any other people at this restaurant. I just mm. kind of like the space that this creates. Uh, I will, I'm just going to just bring up that on our – so on our – uh, lost first episode in our uh, our first episode that was just that um, uh, our first episode that we came that came out. Vincent has brought <laughs> three comics, all of which take place in restaurants. Yeah, um, fun fact: uh, the first two being, pardon my planet, which is was just, fucking horrible. Which was the worst thing we've had on this yet. Uh, lay off, pardon and, my planet. Todd the Dinosaur, who um, I just looked up on Wikipedia. It's written and drawn by Patrick Roberts. It's an American gag-a-day comic strip about a seven-year-old Tyrannosaurus Rex attending elementary school. What the fuck? Then why are Uh, they at this restaurant? I don't know. It does look like it was drawn by an elementary school uh, student. So that fits. I mean, like, I definitely, to its credit, has an aesthetic and it sticks to it, and it's not trying sure. to be anything that it isn't. Mm. I guess my only criticism is that it's so difficult to look at. Like, it's such a, it's such an unpleasant aesthetic. There's yeah. also not really one of the promised gags a day in this comic. 
Yeah, they're, they're, that was like, first of all, that was a that was a walk for that quote unquote gag anyway. Yeah, and uh, it was barely a gag. This feels and like. I... Oh, okay. Well, this feels like a gag that would come of somebody thinking that the dinosaurs starved to death and weren't destroyed yeah. by a meteorite. <laughs> like, if you were under that misconception, this would be hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, like it, it. Well, actually, I guess a lot of them did starve to death because of the more comp. Well, maybe. Well, because like the, a lot of like the food chain was removed, so the bigger guys couldn't find their shit and they died. Maybe that's maybe this is a very funny joke about that. Yeah, uh, I'm not a paleontologist. I can't comment. I am. We wow. became me, me, and Ilongo became friends through yeah. a class about about dinosaurs dying. Yeah, that was a great called... class. Evolution, extinction, and Todd the dinosaur. Nope. Oh, it's all coming back to me. Every was it taught lecture. by Linda Berry? No, it was taught by Todd Dinosaur. My joke was about comics. Never mind. This yeah. is dumb. Okay. Joke? Yeah. <laughs> very serious. Um, yeah, kid. at least half of what you said was true, Vincent. Um, and I didn't recognize yeah. if you were somebody I knew or not for the first half of that class. <laughs> it was pretty funny. You asked me about the um, the Brandon Graham comic. I was... Yeah, that's a tr- that's a true fact, listeners. So the other <laughs> yeah. thing that I'll say about this uh, this comic, and it just having the quality that it was drawn by a twelve year old, the take that the hot take it has, which is that fancy restaurants will take far too much time to prepare their food, it's kind of the hot take of a 12-year-old. Where it's like, oh, 45 minutes for my food. No, thank you. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a, that is the take of somebody who is either eating fast food or served by their mom. Or is a 7-year-old. I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm convinced that this comic is actually written by a 7-year-old. Yeah, I fully agree. Now, if this... The other, I was under, before you read the Wikipedia page where we learned that this dinosaur was an elementary schooler, I was mm-hmm. under the impression that it was an adult because it's wearing a tie. Yep. That's its. Oh, that's the only thing it's wearing is like a thing that an adult wears. Yeah, yeah. it's a very sexy comic. Oh, yeah. That True, he is kind of dressed like a, a Chippendales dancer. Well. Yeah, yeah, he just got off a hard... A hard shift at the uh, at the bachelor party he was at, and uh, just trying trying to relax with some delicious creme brulee. And so, oh boy, that's a can I, can I read you guys the Wikipedia for some more stuff about Todd the dinosaur? Sure. Sure. So the characters in it are Todd, who is a seven year old, twelve foot tall Tyrannosaurus, who lives with his friend Trent. Uh, Trent he or. Todd is known to have a ravenous appetite and will eat almost anything. Trent is Trent Footbridge. He is 27 years old. He's an easygoing guy who acts as Todd's adopted father as he treats uh, Todd more like a kid than a pet. He works at an insurance company. Susie is Trent's girlfriend. She is 25 years old. She has been dating Trent for three years. She is patient, patient and nurturing to Todd. This was literally written by a seven-year-old. I don't understand what the fuck is happening. What the hell? Uh, a seven-year-old who identifies as a, how as a, many, as a whale. Uh, how many newspapers is uh, is this comic in? 
presumably the the author's parents' friends. Like that, whatever, whatever, whatever the newspaper is of that friend, I think it runs in that. Good lord! All right, um, I think it's time for us to wrap up. I think so too. Uh, so what did what did we learn this week, guys? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> well, we we learned that sometimes Funky Winker Bean did not decide not just to push the limits, but to redefine what a comic is and just, just how sad it can be. Uh, yep. We learned that I should always curate the game, the the comics before I put them in, no matter how funny I think it'll be not to. True. Uh, we we learned about Todd the Dinosaur. Yeah, we, did. Uh, we learned about Vincent's unconscious obsession with uh, with restaurant settings in newspaper comics. Sure. Uh, and we learned that Peter Gallagher comes to the party too late. <laughs> yeah. And that uh, Heathcliff is the life of the party and the beat of the band. Yep, and that Garfield oh. does heroin or something. Yeah, so, oh, nice. based on his choice of instrument. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah was, you're pretty right. <laughs> that was the tasteless joke. Let's edit that out. Sure, I like that. Yeah, oh, I do too. Um, and hey, guys, I think we learned a little bit about each other too. Uh, I can't believe uh, I did. Go. For, <laughs> for our comics podcast, I think I think we're gonna call it everybody's favorite orange cat. That's what I like a lot, but we can come yeah, up with more stuff. Yeah, and eventually we'll reveal the secret behind that name. Um, what? Okay. It's uh, a secret. <laughs> and for everybody's favorite orange cat, I'm Jackson Rohde. That's Delongo Veloth, and that's uh, Vincent Malika. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.